This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Sarah, and I play Moreland a Lyclast, an elf in the circle of the land and presiding druid over New Isatalos. And this is Advantage. Last time in episode 2.60, the Unknown Associates fought two terrible beasts in the courtyard of the frozen Palace of Winter. One, a jagged blue centipede of ice and fire. A pair of wing-like fins flared out from its neck, its mouth opened wide enough to swallow you whole. A remorize, frequently collected by frost giants as pets. The second monster was a periton, a terrifying condor-like monstrosity with a set of huge antlers atop a bone-white head, which is a beast used in cloud giant falconry. The monstrosities were dispatched, and now the Unknown Associates are able to continue their purpose for being here at the Palace of Winter. To siphon out the magic of the Godblinder Spear with the arcane battery given to them by the Dwarf Father. And that's where we'll pick up. Uh, well, I think we're gonna start pulling this Godblinder out of this here, uh, satchel. Are we gonna do that inside, or did we... Can we we please go inside? Out here in the thundersnow? We are still out in the cloister. Yeah, let's just go inside the other side of the door. Do we need to drag the the carcass of this thing to keep warm? Nah. Please go inside. Nah. I don't want to stand by this stupid carcass anymore. Together, you push the cold door open. The great wailing now is deafening. You cannot hear anything other than the sound of cries. You take the deafened condition. Oh, great. Grimton like motions to his bag, pulls out- Two <laughs> tiny foam squishy earplugs. Remember, because all the smithing in Celestia and they can't hear each other, like just, oh, yeah. yeah. Put those earplugs in. And move about our business. I follow suit. Thanks, Morden. Bonus for Selenian earplugs are immune to deafened condition and resistant to thunder damage. So I put on some of those cool earplugs. Why don't we just wear these earplugs all the time? Why don't you? (laughs) Do we have an extra pair for next week? Should I wait outside? Well, you... I mean, it's up to you. You can hear her, but she cannot hear you. So she sees you moving her mouth and like, I can't... I don't know what you're... Come out to the cloister. (laughs) Yeah, I step outside with Nexby. Where did you get those things? Uh, from this... Our guide... Is this a god thing? This is a god thing. It was when we were, yeah, visiting Moradin. Yeah. It's really loud up there, too. Off on your own adventures, weren't you? Well... (laughs) (laughs) I knew Nexby was going to have feelings about it. Uh Uh-huh. Nexby, you're valuable... And you're appreciated, and we thank you. However, <laughs> if you don't want to be deafened by the literal moans of a dead goddess, then I guess you might you might have to wait out here. Yeah, I'll stay with the skiff. You know where to find me. 
<laughs> should I keep it on? The skiff? Should I keep the keep the car running? Probably, situation? probably a good idea in case we have to. Yeah. This, is there a heater? <laughs> Just go stand next to the dead. I'll figure out how to put the heat of the Rimaraz and make it ambient in the Tyrant's Bay. Beautiful. So there is a heater oh. on board. I'll, I'll work on that. That's my project. Next being like, I can't stress this enough. In case we need to get away fast, or in case you need to get away fast, yeah, keep the skiff running, and then we'll figure it out. All right, you got it. I, I really appreciate the skiff has just like unlimited fuel. <laughs> That's magic, my dude. Like the, the it's pneumatics and whatever that are uh, controlling the wings. But and I know this wouldn't actually work in real life, but it's again, it's magic. <laughs> uh, it's just like a circular system, so it just keeps reusing that that same pressure, or and like can condensing and expelling uh, the, the same pressure to keep the wings flapping. But mostly it's, right now it's just in like a hover mode so that it's ready to go whenever. Cool. Next we walks back into the cloister to try to fuse more monster parts into the tyrant's bane. I just have to um, imagine that it's just going to get really smelly. Like, well, Hopefully she's better than that. <laughs> she did tan the, the, the wings before she added them on. On the other side of the doors is a tall antechamber. The height of the vaulted ceiling is at least 70, 80 feet. This was obviously a room meant to impress, but Grimton, you recognize the essential defensiveness of a threshold like this. A chandelier of crystallized glass hangs above you, suspended magically, the center of which is a huge icicle. Its edges have been serrated like a giant deadly war pick. You guys might want to maybe stay uh, stay clear of the chandelier. It looks deadly. Ulrich looks up and then takes several steps out of the way of its ability to fall on them. Yeah, that's pretty scary. How deadly? Uh, probably several piercing damage worth. <laughs> Decently. At least a few piercing damage, yeah. How high up is the chandelier? 70, 80 feet. Okay. <laughs> the chandelier, the, like the bottom of the chandelier is probably 50 feet. So there's like 20 foot of chandelier weight and just mass of chandelier between. That's, okay, that's bludgeoning damage at that point. I think at that point, like bludgeoning damage might become piercing damage. Like, <laughs> yeah. like we're hitting terminal velocity with that At thing. some point, yeah. we've come full circle. Bludgeon becomes <laughs> squish and squish is also influenced right. by piercing. All right. right, well, regardless, do we want to keep going further in or are we good here? Yeah, I'm good here. Do we have a compelling reason to go farther in? Who knows? There might be cool stuff. Might be cool stuff is a bad reason. You look around the and the doors into the great hall itself are already half opened to the center. So both of them are kind of like, Dad. Ulrich, where's your sense of adventure? You know. I took it out back and strangled it. I want to charge this thing and get out of here. Don't you want to see where goddesses lived and died? Yeah. No, because we could die. Yeah, not dying does sound great. The big shit-eating grin on Steven's face right now. We literally <laughs> landed and then got into combat. Yeah. Like, right. we didn't even open. Uh, and we destroyed the threat, and now, who knows, there might not be anything else here. It might just be us and treasure. I mean, look, I'm not, like, in charge here, and it doesn't matter. I don't think any of I us say. are in charge. I well, think it's, no, uh... The point I'm making is, like, nothing stops you guys. I Like, I can't. So if you do, like... 
the party's the party. We're all gonna do it. Alric, I agree. We should do what we came here to do. And then go explore. And then if we have some time. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I turn to Morlinde and then I just like, wait, like point my arms out at these guys with an expression that says, what are we doing here? Like, do you, yeah. can you believe these dudes? Yeah, can we just charge the thing? Let's do the please? thing. Let's, let's charge the thing. How are we doing that? That is a great question. Alaris, you carry a great weight. A medium-sized black box embossed in gold hangs at your side by a leather strap across your shoulder. A small shutter window right now displays a dull red. A metal plate terminal is on top of the box. Wrapped around it is a cable, maybe eight feet long, with an adhesive patch at both ends. There's an on-off switch, plus a dial on that side that has three modes. Draw, purge, and equalize. We didn't get an instruction manual with this, correct? Okay, I know that you have to put it in draw, to get yes, the power of course. Yes. There was something important about... It, do we need to put one of the things, like, to ground, <laughs> you know, and one to... I don't... a grounding wire, the other one... Is. I don't think so, um, but there was something... There's I'm, only one cable. Okay. Draw, purge, equalize. The switch. Oh, on-off switch. So we go to draw, and then we attach it to something. Yeah, And yeah. then we turn it on. Critically uh, attach it to something. Yeah, yes, in that order. <laughs> Otherwise, you just draw ambient magic. Ooh. Mm. Hold on. Regardless, I'm going to attach this thing to the god blinder. Morlinde, Ulrich, how involved in this discussion are you like, physically? Like... Like, are you Close wandering around me. this antechamber, or are you... I'm watching intently, but from a safe distance. And, like, maybe even kind of behind something, if there was something I could, like, be slightly behind. I'm physically present. I'm confused about what we're supposed to be doing, but I'm here. The pair of you watch as Grimton gets into the bag of holding, carefully grabs the tip of the spear that was once wielded by Grumsh One-Eyed. Mm -hmm. Grimton, you place the gnarled obsidian tip onto the ground and then walk away 20 feet, spilling the whole spear out onto the frozen floor of the palace. The decorative dark red strip of fabric tied to the lugs pools like blood on snow. I, should I hold it? I probably shouldn't hold it. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> what do you adhese to what? Make sure it's very specific because that's important for this uh, project. Describe this contraption to me again. <laughs> it's a car battery, yeah. decorative car battery. It's got a plate, a plate terminal on the top of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's an eight foot cable with two pretty much like adhesive patches. Each end looks indistinguishable from one another. They just connect. The, I think you you have to attach both of them to the, the, the god blinder, right? No, you have to attach one to the battery and one to the god blinder. Wait. Yeah, there's one cable, half or one to that, one to the top of the battery. Uh, turn it to draw, and then hit the on switch. Unceremoniously, you hit the draw switch. All sound disappears. It is silent. Like it literally deafens you for a moment. You can't hear anything. Like there's no. You can't hear each other. 
talk the the sound of the wind outside and the the, the wailing that you could have heard uh, just disappears. You don't hear Ulrich's steps as Ulrich treads hesitantly in a large circle around this operation, trying to find more decent cover. And for those few seconds, Alaris, you watch the light on the battery go from a low red to a green, saying that it has drawn all the magic it can hmm. from the item. Okay. And then I switch it off. Okay. Is it still green? I think at this point it goes back to a red, saying that it could still take a lot more magic. Oh my. Gotcha. Can I, like, use Arcana on the Godbinder and see if it still has magic in it? You cast it. There's nothing. It is a mundane... Giant spear. ...piece of obsidian and wood. Yes. All right. Well... Sound comes back. So, I we got the magic from the Godblinder. But I don't think the Godblinder had as much magic as we thought it did. That's interesting. Or the battery can hold a lot more magical energy than we the first thought also. Cool, cool, cool. So, but we did the thing. We did the thing. There's Let's magic in, in the, the battery, but we don't know how much. But we can put a lot more. And we don't know what we can do with it. Magical I mean, energy out. in it. We have one God Blinders worth of, of energy, which is which, what we, which is what we assume use. is one of the most powerful magic items on the cusp. What if we just like attach it to the wall of the Winter Palace? The Palace of Winter? <laughs> and then put Purge and just no. shoots him out at the wall? No! No, no hit draw. <laughs> attach it to the Palace of Winter and hit draw. Is really... the Palace of Winter inherently arcane? I mean, I think the magic of like at the dying throes of Kala are trapped in its walls. Oh man, D can we make the, the calls go away? Holy crap. That would be crazy. And I think noticeable to a lot of people. <laughs> um, let's try it, yeah, let's do it, like why not? You know, bad we got- idea. <laughs> Yeah, I, this Wait. sounds like a, listen guys, we have accomplished what we meant to accomplish. I, let's, let's stop there. Can you we, know? Yeah, can we call it? I think it's, I mean, I know it wasn't exactly what we Alaris, wanted. Alaris, I think. Maybe we should call it. I was riding the lightning a little bit, so to speak. I think we do need to take a step back and maybe just add it to the docket. Just, and maybe come back to this later. Yeah, call it good. When will we ever be back? We 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 have a flying skiff, and we can just kind of all right. Fair enough. On over here after we lose the fuddy duddies, and then <laughs> while we're still here and secluded and in a somewhat assumed safe environment, why don't we go ahead and test a little bit and see what we can do with this thing? That also sounds like a bad idea. What does uh, equalize do? Well, equalize sounds like it would split the power between the battery and whatever's attached to it, right? So, like, if I grabbed onto it and you hit equalize, half of the God Blinder's power would now be inside me. Or, you know, surge through my body and explode it, and, and then you. the other half would be inside the battery. All right. Well, how about we have the God Blinder right here, right? It is just a stick right now, a big stick. Right. And it is still connected to the battery, correct? Right. Sure. And the only thing in the battery currently is all of the Godblinder's power. Correct. Correct? 
So mm -hmm. let's just make sure all of the parts of the battery work while we're still connected to the Godfinder, at the very least, right? So here's what we'll do. Well, I'll, I'm gonna keep it connected and I'm gonna switch it to purge and I'm gonna turn it back on and we'll just put the power from the battery back into the Godfinder. Okay. Just to see if it goes back both ways. That makes sense? Let's, we might as well test all of the all the settings. It, it does sound reasonable, I say from a distance. Yeah, <laughs> back away a few steps. See if see what happens when you put the magic back in the Godblinder. Like, do we get the same Godblinder? Like, you know, what what happens if we do that? Right. I think that that is an important scientific discovery before we start doing anything else. A what discovery? An important magical discovery. <laughs> Magic is science! <laughs> so I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna keep it connected. I'm gonna switch it to purge. And then I'm gonna turn it on. Okay. Uh, you switch it to purge. Mm -hmm. The wailing, once again, goes silent. And you watch the, the light drain from green to red. And during the silence, everybody give me perception checks. I rolled for Morlinde, she rolled a 15. 18. Sarah got up to Peter something. Uh, 13. 19. Ulrich, you see movement out of the corner of your eye as the doors to the hall open all the way and a huge figure steps through. It is a giant with a pale blue skin and tremendously long white hair. She wears a patchwork of armor and a yak horned helmet and wields in her hand a double headed great axe. Well, if it isn't the consequences of our actions. You say <laughs> when it is silent, and nobody can hear you. Uh -huh. <laughs> but the rest of you, I think, see Ulrich's mouth move and see Ulrich's eyes looking up. What do you do? Uh, um, turn around? <laughs> draw? Sound comes back up. We need to drain the Godblinder back and get out of here. We should have left the first time. Just saying. The, the screaming recommences battery now then i'll switch it back to draw and put, turn it back on the screaming was very brief you switch it back on and it goes silent again for five more seconds um and during that five seconds all of you turn in, in silent awe except for alaris who's very fixed on the on the battery uh you you turn in silent awe to see the giant lifting this two-headed axe above its head Everybody roll initiative. Five. 11. 13. 15. And Ambuscade. Hey, Francis Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.61. Once this episode is published, I'll be adding the Google document of the Palace of Winter's notes to the Patreon page for you to look through. Anybody with that $10 and up level are privy to peek at my complete DM's notes after each session's recordings are released. Uh, I've got 10 pages written on the Palace of Winter alone with plenty of spoilers and content that's 
gone undiscovered by players during their emergent gameplay. Uh, check it out. As I'm recording this mid-roll, I'm excited for tomorrow, which is March 13th, 2022. Uh, the cast will be recording an episode of their Disadvantage series with, with one of our patrons, Callahan. I love getting to do these games. They're one-offs set somewhere in the cosmology, giving us an opportunity to explore part of the world that is yet untouched by the Unknown Associates. The dungeon master for those games rotates through the cast, and Zach has been working with me to put together an interesting quest for tomorrow. Ulrich, your favorite gnome party member, uh, was displaced months ago in-game by the orcish invasion of the Pandominion. The army tore through the village of the Malnothri gnomes, and now that community is fighting back. Tomorrow's disadvantage recording will be some good old-fashioned sabotage and guerrilla warfare in order to impair the Kolgafirian invasion. I'm stoked for it. All Patreon supporters of the $5 up a month tier are invited to watch those episodes be recorded live on Discord. If you want to play with us as a guest cast member every quarter uh, when we record those Disadvantage episodes, there's also a giving tier to let you do that as well. Check out all those levels and their bonuses at patreon.com slash advantage dnd. I don't think there's a spontaneous Dark Silver Forge ad in this episode, so I'll give you the sh I'll give you that spiel on their dice too. Um, I know that you don't need convincing on their products. If you've listened this far of the show, uh, you're pretty sold on them already. We love their metal dice, and all of us roll bones with their products. We're honest, big fans of their work, and we encourage you to be too. Go to DarkSilverForge.com and use the code ADVANTAGEDND, all caps, no spaces, to get 10% off your order. Uh, hop on to the Darkmore Podcast Network's Discord channel and join our larger community of shows and listeners. You'll be delighted to find that a new Switch Series episode has been released on the Dragon Minds podcast feed. Members of the network, including Sarah, the voice of Moylande, joined Steph and Stars from the show Crit Like a Girl for a dungeon crawl through the horrors dreamed up by Landis J. Darkmore. Go find that episode in the Dragon Mind feed. It was a lot of fun to listen to. Anyone who's played a tabletop RPG will say that they're unlike any other medium available. The experiential possibilities are endless, and that's what we're here to examine. Welcome to Dragon Mind, a tabletop discussion podcast brought to you by Incendium D&D. We're here to look through the infinite lenses of TTRPGs to discover our best selves through gaming. Gaming doesn't have to just be an escape. It can help revolutionize your reality. Available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All right, let's get back to the show. Thank you. Ulrich, Grimton, Frost Giant, Alaris, Morlinde. Ulrich, you get many moves, what with your ambuscade and all. All right. Remember that many spells have already been used. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I've been keeping track. I made, I made a list. Okay. Well, good thing we have all of our big spells if we only used our mini spells. Go to hell. All nine of them. <laughs> Go to all nine hells, Zach. I am going to, to cast... Uh, I'm going to try and snaring strike. That's a deck save for the frost giant, correct? No, strength, Stray, right? Yeah, strength. And is 25. 
There's a 19 plus 6. Mm. Remind me what the, the visual is for Ensnaring Strike. The next time you hit a creature with a weapon, a weapon attack before this spell ends, a writhing mass of thorny vines appears at the point of impact, and the target must succeed a strength saving throw or be restrained by magical vines until the spell ends. A larger, larger creature yep, has yep, advantage yep, 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 yep. Okay, 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 okay. So I actually have to um, hit first, um, which... Oh, yeah, it's a huge creature, and it is a giant. So uh, the second one rolled less than a 19. Well, so my attack roll is going to be 23. Well... Great news. That does hit the ace. It's wearing a patchwork of hide. It is also my hunter's mark. Okay. As the only thing that we are fighting. And that will be 14 damage. And Snaring Strike attempts to happen. Like, you see the vines begin to uh, to writhe at its feet, springing out of the snow like a unusually warm day after a heavy winter. The... Frost Giant does not even acknowledge them and steps through the thorns. Well, this is my second attack. Out of four? Yes. Four attacks is so many. This one's going to be a little closer. plus first move, This is going to be a little closer. 18? Yeah. Cool. 14 damage again. And then am I am I top of initiative order? You are. Lit. Okay, here we go. Oh my goodness. Two more arrows. <laughs> Uh, 17? That does hit. Alright, okay. We're really exploring just how low this AC can go. <laughs> 16 this time. One more. Oh, this will definitely, definitely hit. Uh, because this is 22. Yep. 18 damage. I fire first, because it was like raising its weapon to hurt us. So the first thing I do is I actually fire into like its shoulder to kind of like mess up its attack. Mechanically, this doesn't have to actually impact the attack. This is more of like, it would have it would have hit us first if I hadn't gotten to it kind of deal. So I shoot the first one there and then I'm like, and, and that kind of like- Knocks back, it has a knockback reaction. Just, in, just enough to where there's like a clear opening in the lower part of its body. And so I just like quickly whip out three and and sink them all into its, let's say its left leg. Okay, I guess I'm gonna just go right up next to it. Go for the left leg! Uh, focusing on the left leg, which has already been pierced by several arrows. Indeed. And just attempting to buy Alaris as much time as they need. Gonna hit it with my sword. That attack was a crit fail. But my second one, is a 17? Yes. Nice. So on this first attack, you go to swing. Somehow, as this giant's foot is uh, like lifting up for the next step, somehow the Radiant Sword makes almost physical contact with it, <laughs> and, like knocks back Ouch. the blade, and the second swing is done in the recoil of uh, that knockback, like swinging that energy around. Nice. What's the damage? Not a lot. Uh... 10 damage. Uh, it is the Frost Giant's turn. Got a multi-attack. And the first one's definitely going to be... Wait, the multi-attack is two great accents. So that answers my question. <laughs> and both of them are going to be against the one that just attacked close up. Grimton. Let's go. 17 plus 9. Yeah. Yeah, I thought. Um, I need to find three D12s. There's two. Where's my third D12? I hate it. Complete set of dice. 9, 6... Two is 17 plus 
Six. 17 plus six is 23 slashing damage as this massive double-headed axe comes down at the enemy at her foot. She raises it up and swings again uh, for 10 plus nine. 19 will not hit, is that right? That will miss and I will repost. Fantastic nice. news. All right, so that'll be 26 to hit. That does. Where's my dice? To add the superiority die. Four, 11, much better, uh, 16, 21 damage. Hmm. 21 damage. So in the spirit of the repost, this second attack is kind of a backhand swing from uh, the first forehand axe attack. And you're able, in the, again, in the spirit of the repost, you're able to bash it away with your shield while it's stunned from that drive your sword down into it. Alaris, it is your turn. At this point, the arcane battery contains all the magic of the Godblinder, and there's unfortunately nothing left in it. I will attach the battery back where it was on my belt loop or whatever. In, in the haste of this, you're able to put the battery back on the strap around your shoulder. You are unable to recoil the cable. It is still adhesed to the Godblinder. That's fine for now. It is adhesed on one end to the Godblinder. The other end is off of the battery. What could go wrong? It's just attached to the Godblinder and not to the battery, so nothing should be able to go wrong with just a hose attached to the Godblinder. But regardless, I'm going to shoot a fourth level fireball, and we'll aim it above the giant enough that it will not hit Grimton. Convenient, the giants are so giant. <laughs> and that will be a dexterity saving throw. Three <laughs> minus one. Cool. Uh, 16 is the save. 28 fire damage to this... 28 fire damage as this explosion hits above its head. It's not sensitive to fire, but you could pretty well assume that it's a rather unpleasant experience for it, considering that it is a frost giant. Moreland sees that some of the more controllery things that were earlier attempted were not necessarily successful. Um, so she's gonna try and confuse the giant within a 10 foot radius of a sphere about five feet above the giant's head, so it's not going to encompass any of our other friends. Have to succeed on a wisdom saving throw. It, it, this is a weird one because you can't see it. <laughs> so Moreland is just like pointing above the giant's head and everyone's like, what is she pointing at? Yeah. Pointing or flipping at the room? <laughs> I mean, I have a head cannon. I would love that. <laughs> the wisdom saving throw is a, an 18 plus zero. While this frost giant is not particularly wise, it is very, very engaged in the combat. And now I'm just pointing at it. Yes. Um, Great. Or flipping at the bird. The wailing of the Palace of Winter continues. You see in horror as the doors to the Great Hall open further. Oh, okay. Oh, no. You see a gray-skinned giant with a tuft of sky-blue hair dressed in a rich-colored green cloth with two or three chains of gold dripping from his neck. In his hand is a massive morning star. He sees what is going on in the antechamber of the Great Hall, and his face is filled with rage, disgust, and confusion. 
he will cast Misty Step oh, as <laughs> a bonus action and teleport there to the middle of it all, right above the Godblinder. Thank goodness that it is drained of its arcana. Though standing next to the Godblinder is our friend Alaris, on whom he will make a Morningstar attack. Yeah. That was a 9 plus 12. 23? Uh, hits. Who's making a Morningstar attack on me? A second giant. This is a cloud giant. Oh, there's more than one giant. Oh. oh the consequences of our choices. Wow. Mm. If only this could have been avoided somehow. Yeah. Who knows, who knows how that could have happened. 23 piercing damage as this tree trunk size spiked club crashes down at you and is lifted again vertically and then pulled behind its shoulder to be swung as a baseball bat or I guess in this case croquet perhaps though this swing looks a little bit shakier and is trying to trying to rush it because it's a 17 to hit uh I guess I'll use uh, shield. Shield the spell? Yeah. Which gives me plus five to my AC, which makes it 19. I get hit by this morning star, uh, and then I see it coming again, and I just uh, put up like a little magic force field. And it hits the force field and not me. It bounces off your shield. How long does, does this spell last for you? Until my next turn. Auric, you are equidistant. Uh, between the cloud giant and the frost giant. We should get out of here! And then I'm gonna shoot at the frost giant again. Okay. The base roll was a two. Can it can it beat a 15? No. Oh, bummer. How many things do you add on to your, your stuff? Kind of a lot, but not quite enough to get me. Not, not 13's worth of... Yeah, you got dex, proficiency... Oathbow is a plus one or plus two. Yeah, it just has the thing where I can huh. like make something my sworn enemy. You whisper to it. Yeah, uh, my my digital character sheet says that I'm adding plus nine when Dang. I when I make a roll. That's bunches. Is um, this- but anyway, so this next roll duh, is sixteen, so it did a little better. Yes, that one will hit. Twelve damage, frost giant. Twelve damage to the frost giant. So we're we're in the antechamber. Is anything blocking the door from us? The door to the cloister? Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm going to start moving that way then. I was like, just about to ask if you would like to expend your movement speed for that. Yeah. Like, I I, I don't want to quite get out the door. I want to make, like, I'm still part of this combat and I'm trying to help my friends. Mm-hmm. How, how close to the door can I get? Yeah, I mean you could you could get out the door and still hit. I want to I want to get the to the door. I want to poke my head out and yell at Nexby. Nexby, we need to go. We're on our <laughs> way. Be ready. She jumps into the cockpit of the already running Tyrant Spain, gives you uh, wide eyes and a thumbs up. Grimton, it is your turn. <sighs> We're in retreat mode now though, right? Well, Arig is. Ah, uh, yeah, but there's two giants, but I have a lot of smiting to do. <laughs> Get your smite on, buddy. I'm going to retreat. Coward. You know, I think if there's only two giants, we can probably take them. Look, me and one giant, I think my odds are okay. 
But with our party like leaving, I don't, if I don't have backup. Arik had more movement speed left and chose not to go out the door. Uh, that's good enough for me. <laughs> I'll twist your arm. I go to swing at its foot again uh, with my thunder smite. That's a 20 to hit. Tell us how you kill it. <laughs> the combination of this radiant sword slashing through with this thunder smite like causes its foot to like explode. So when it goes to like step again, it just like slips and slides and just collapses like across the antechamber, bangs its head on the floor and just collapses. And then I'm going to move towards the cloud giant. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I gotta make sure everybody makes it out alive, right? First one and last one out. And I guess that'll be my turn. Yeah, whatever you gotta tell yourself. Over there, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna activate Blade Song and I'm gonna cast Haste. Here we go. What's your AC with Haste on? 20. And you get to make an extra attack, don't you? A nat 20. Um, <laughs> and the other attack will be a 23 to hit. 20 damage. Off the first attack? Uh, that's just both. I just rolled it all at the same time. I will use my move action, I guess, to back away a little bit. Disengage, as it, as it were. If this antechamber is, let's say, two concentric circles. In the dead center is the Godblinder on the ground. And the Cloud Giant. Grimton is within the middle circle, but kind of off to the side, not at the middle. Uh, not in the dead center, where the Godblinder is. Alaris is outside the middle circle, Morlinde is outside the middle circle, and uh, Ulrich is outside both circles in the doorway. I was, I know where I am. Uh, who, is anyone still next to the cloud giant or are we all kind of moving away? I'm next to the cloud giant. I, I moved slightly away, I disengaged. Are we trying to get the god blinder or since we've sucked all the power out of it, do we give a shit? It's mundane. It's a big stick. We need the we need the hose that's attached to the godblind. Yeah. Uh, shit. I'm gonna make a wall of fire, but I'm gonna do it in a circle, cause you can do that. Oh, that's fine. It's like a ring of cool. fire. Ring of fire. <laughs> and it's actually perfect because I looked up the size of the giant, and it's like cubic space is like a, it, it it like if I make a twenty foot ring, it'll like fit perfectly within it. That's correct. So we're just going to scorch this guy. So if he could make a dex saving throw. 13. Oh, that's not going to hit. I mean, that is going to hit. 5d8, 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 5d8. Shoot out numbers. We'll add them. 5, 8. 13. 3, 8. 11. So 24. 7. 31. Fire damage. He's now encompassed in a ring of fire. It will be the cloud giant's turn as fire begins to leap at its feet. It's going to misty step away outside the the zone and not take any more damage from that. Uh, That's its bonus action. It's then going to use telekinesis. And it's going to, uh, it reaches its hand up to the chandelier and begins to move it down. Down enough to loose it from its magical holdings and it begins to fall. Those who we decided that were in the middle, which include 
uh, Alaris and Grimton, you will get one action, and then if you do not escape the uh, the, the middle circle of death, uh, you will take a dex save. That fair? Yeah. Great. Alright, your turn. You see this doom about to befall your companions and can do very little about it. Alric, just get out of here. It's okay. Just just get out of here. Go on, get. I am going to make the giant my hunter's mark. Good choice. And I'm going to just normal attack for the first turn, for the first action, I mean. Uh, 19. What does? Like 16 damage. As my second attack... I would like to cast True Strike. Basically, it just gives me advantage on my next turn. Grimton, an arrow has been loosed from Auric and whizzes past you. It lodges itself into the new location of the Cloud Giant, which is no longer within melee range. There is a terrible chandelier falling uh, at a rate of 9.8 meters per second squared. Which is the magic, <laughs> the, the magic acceleration of gravity, <laughs> and uh, is going to hit you shortly. Is the Godblinder also in this circle? The Godblinder is also in the circle. Cable attached to it yes. still. Presumably going to get crushed by the chandelier. Yes. That's very unfortunate. Bummer. <laughs> Grimton, grab the cable and grab onto me. I guess I'll listen to Alaris. I'll run in. I guess as a bonus action. Uh, grab the cable, or as an action. You make a sleight of hand check? <laughs> as a full action. To see if you need to make it a full action? I, it doesn't really matter. I don't see what I would make, uh, what I'd use my action for. It's a 16, Kay. though. Yeah, you yank on it, and it comes right off. Yeah, and then I go uh, hold Alaris's hand. Aww. I will use my one action uh, to cast the spell Dimension Door, and I will teleport... Me and Grimton outside of the palace. Oh. <laughs> into the cloister with Nexby, or? Or I guess we'll go to the end of the hall. I told you guys to leave. Just gonna walk out the door <laughs> into the cloister. Uh, I'm gonna try and get the hell out. Swiftly walk right out the door. I'll try and moonbeam at the giant because that will probably hit. You pull down your pants. I was gonna say flash that <laughs> pale white ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, the apex. Everything that else has been downhill. The pinnacle. Which is a bummer because that was very early on in the show. Yeah. We peaked early. We're, we're just coasting now. Like All high right, school uh, sports stars, baby. Moonbeam. I'll shoot it at a, at a level three. Uh, so if our giant friend could make a constitution saving throw to see if this moonbeam... I mean, moonbeam's happening regardless, but the question is how much damage. Nine plus six. Who does the tie go to? Tie goes to the attacker is the homebrew. Cool. So, perfect. As I'm swiftly walking, I turn around. I stick my uh, my arm out, and I, like, look at the big scary giant in the eyes, and then I do a bunch of damage as this cylinder of light comes down from the ceiling somehow out of nowhere, it feels like. Uh, And by... 18. The camera is in front of the four of you as you stare straight ahead past the camera and into the cloister unseen by the viewer. The tall doors of the antechamber are open wide and we see in the background two things in slow motion. 
the first is the icicle chandelier, the crystalline fixture slowly falling down, beginning to shatter on the floor of the Palace of Winter. We also see the cloud giant becoming vapor. I knew it! Into its gaseous form. Returning to full speed, the frame rate picks up as a cacophonous shattering of ice explodes in all directions. The antechamber, which was once a deep blue and purple uh, ice walls, are being clouded by a mist of frost as the ice just shatters into a dust spills out the doors and into the antechambers the four of you not looking at the explosion <laughs> there Nexby hurries you into the tyrant's bane which levitates off the ground and begins flapping and the camera still fixed in this single spot follows you farther and farther away from the palace of winter south over Kala's Valley and into the giant land, following presumably where Ulrich saw the sea glass waypoint. I don't think we could have taken the giant. I just want to swat Alaris on the back of the head for that, that comment. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Plus side of the bed. What? Don't worry. Don't yeah. worry about the technical stuff. Okay. <laughs> you said if I messed it up, everything was gonna go bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, to the plus side then. <laughs> For some reason, there's a little plus in the plate term. Tiny little plus. It's a rune. It's a small rune. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. one yeah. line. Is it is italicized? Cross. <laughs> <laughs> that would make it a multiplication sign. <laughs> 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 um, it's gonna be a good goof for later disappears it is silent like it literally deafens how do we know what do you mean how do you know we're wearing earplugs earplugs in oh well you can hear each other it just like brought everything down to a manageable level oh okay You're, you're welcome to test it. That was the... Well, hold on. It depends on what your test is. But, dear God, that was the scariest moment I have ever witnessed. <laughs> I don't know what to do here. I have been prepared for many things. I can pretty good, pretty well predict what's going to happen. 
That was that was not something that I was ready for. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not just gonna shoot it on purge and just let it go. That's no. Are you talking about sucking the magic out of the, sucking the, the palace? Sucking the magic out of sucking the magic out of the palace. I was not ready for that. The the palace in my head is like 100% arcane. Like this, what what keeps the ice still there is the magic. Oh, if you take that away, we destroy like, the whole thing. Yeah, it. Th- there's no palace left. Cool. You die. I mean, <laughs> we don't. But not cool. immediately, maybe. Anyway, we'll talk about that in the debrief. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if we did it from the outside of the palace? Now, is this thing, like, raising its axe, like, clearly in combat? Oh, yeah. Dang it. Like, there is clearly. no, oh, no yeah. doubt that this Are thing is... Are you kidding? I That's just want fine. to be clear we here. Can, we can beat a frost giant. It's whatever, you know? This is not how I intended this fight to go. And it hasn't even started. I'm sorry that Alaris wanted to be a scientist. <laughs> No, I'm glad that Alaris wanted to be a scientist. If only I had said that the draw and purge time was longer than the five-second single round. That would have been fine. (laughs) Frost Giant picks up the God Blinder. That was... Yeah, that was a fear. Yeah, that's why I wanted to make sure that we we went ahead and set that back to draw. The full power God Blinder just... Okay, cool. Well, now we're fighting a Frost Giant with a God Blender. That's probably a harder fight. <laughs> probably. 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 Yeah. probably. <laughs> like a, Maybe not. You never know. Plus 20 to hit. Plus 20 to damage. Damage is 3d12. I, I'm just making those stats up. <laughs> nope. Nope. Cannon. Yep. That's it. All that's going to get cut. <laughs> I'm here. A weapon attack before this spell ends. A writhing mass of thiny vorn of thiny vorns. <laughs> I don't want. To, let's not think super hard about what that would mean. Okay. Hello. How, how much damage did I just do there? Fifty-eight. Nice. Ugh, get wrecked. Strike it up, striker. <laughs> that felt really nice. Considering my last like fight didn't go super great. Hmm? Gonna cast Thunderous Smite. It had five hit points left. You kill it. Oh, for real? The Frost Giant has five hit points left. Oh. Well, shoot. But you already used Thunderous Smite, so expend that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, here we go. That's a 20 to hit. <laughs> it's very been a very gratifying episode for Grimton. He killed a, a what's it called? Remoras? Mm-hmm. He's yeah, fighting giant. giants. Yeah, but I feel like I did a lot of the work on that giant one. Like, Grimton <laughs> is, is largely Grimton. Like, he can have that one, but, like, I softened that giant pretty hard before. Still only counts as one. Loris, yeah. uh, your turn. <laughs> I've only seen that movie one time, but I remember that line. Joe, I sent you a message on on the text messaging that I'm curious about. Oh boy, okay. Are you trying to like shotgun blast this cloud giant with the battery? Cause that's what I'd be trying to do. <laughs> that's what I was thinking Sir? about trying to do. I think we should not do that. I think we should run away. I think you should shift from the hip, Alaris. Don't we need that arcane energy for we something do. else? We just found a reservoir of arcane energy atop a snowy mountain. Yeah, it's going very well. 
So extra attack with Bladesong says, starting at sixth level, you may attack twice instead of once whenever you take the attack action on your turn. Haste specifically says you get an extra action. That action can be used to take only the attack action, dash action, disengage, hide, or use an object. So would that mean that with Bladesong activated and haste, I get four attacks normally? Because I could do my normal attack action and use my extra one for an attack action. And both attack actions are doubled because of Bladesong. That's how, that's uh, how that reads to me. That's how it reads to me as well. Because I'm using the attack action specifically. It says whenever you take the attack action. Well, it says it's, whenever you take the attack action. It's kind action. of like an action surge. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then I will attack twice currently. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> and the other attack will be a 28 to hit. 28? Plus four proficiency. I have plus four in dexterity for finesse weapons. And then plus three for the, the magic sword. So plus 11 for attack rolls. Oh. Is this sword... A finesse weapon? I guess it might not. Well, if it's not a finesse weapon, then that changes things. Uh, it's the sword of answering, and it, I believe that it can just kind of be... Oh, it's long sword. so long swords are versatile, so they're not necessarily finesse yeah. weapons. Versus not um, finesse. All right. Uh, well, then... So it's going to be strength. Sorry, bud. Well, that's significantly different. Uh, that's... Side note. One of my kids at school the other day I was playing in the sandbox. They were making a volcano. And they asked, Joe, is lava real? And I said, yes, lava is real. And they said, does that mean volcanoes are real? And I said, yes, volcanoes are real. And the kid shook her head and said, I am never going to the ring of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. That's very cute. Fair. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> Sounds like a good idea. I get it, bud. 